Mark chapter 6. Let's just get this on. Get on. I, I, I read this and looked at it and, and actually went to bed and took an hour nap today. And the Lord woke me up and said, you need to go back and read that again. So I, I got back up and read it, read it again. And, and this is what I got. I hope it will be a blessing to you. I know it is a blessing to me. Uh, verse number 7 in chapter 6 of Mark. And the Bible said, And he called unto him the twelve, and began to send them forth two by two, and gave them power over unclean spirit, and commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey, for save a staff only, no scrip, no bread, no money in their purse, but be shod with sandals, and not put on two coats. And he said unto them, In what, what place soever that ye enter into in a house, there abide until you depart from that place. And whatsoever shall not receive you, nor hear you, when you depart thence, shake off the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Solomon and Gomorrah in that day of judgment than for that city. And when they went out and preached that men should repent, and they cast out many devils and anointed the oil, many that were sick, and heal them. Let us pray. Father, we just come before you. Thank you for your mercy and grace and love. Lord, we just ask you to touch our hearts. Prepare our souls. Prepare our hearts to receive what you have in store for us. Lord, we're looking forward to revival. Lord, we're looking to be renewed, rekindled, and refired again in your presence, Father. And we just praise you what you do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. I want you to notice four things about these verses that we read. First of all, the call. Verse 7, and he called unto him the twelve. Now these men were called, but they weren't just called. They were called by him and unto him. I think that's something we should remember. We all have been called by him unto him this evening. I am not a Calvinist, nor will I ever will be a Calvinist, but I do believe you get saved and you'll hear a voice of God through the word of God. And if the still small voice that you will call you unto salvation, anyone that can be saved, that wants to be saved, the call has been sent out. The Word of God, and if you hear the voice, then you can be saved tonight. We're reminded this evening that we all belong to Him. We're all royal priesthood. Uh, we're a chosen people. We're called unto Him, and we see the calling of them. We see the commandment in verse 8 and 9, and he commanded them they should take nothing. You know what that, the commandment that God gives us all, all of us? We're not to indulge ourselves with earthly things, the material things of this world, because we have been called, we've been called out. We have been called unto something, and the commandment is that on this journey, we are not to take anything of this world. And then I'm not talking about life and physical realm, but I'm talking about the life in the spiritual realm, the, the eternal realm. Uh, we know that we're, we're not going to take anything with us when we leave here. We understand that. So the commandment is that we have take nothing on our journey, taking about, talking about separation and denial Yielding and surrendering ourselves to God as we're on this journey. 
We see the commission in verse 10 and 11. Jesus commissioned them. He instructs them in these two verses where they are going. That tells me that when God puts you on this journey, just don't go through life without any purpose. In these two verses, it's easy to see that Jesus had a plan for his disciples. He had a purpose for them. He wanted them to do something. And it's the same true today as it was then, as God has got a purpose for you and I. God has a plan for you and I. And God has given us a journey. God has given us commission. And God has commanded us to do this walk for Him. Nothing has changed. Then we see the completion of this journey in verse 12 and 13. And they went out and preached that men should repent. And they cast out many devils and anointed with oil that were sick and heal them. When I got to verse 12 and 13, I see the mission was accomplished. And that's what I want to talk about just for a little bit tonight. Mission accomplished. God has given them a mission. God has sent them on a journey. He told them exactly what they needed to do. He told them where they need to go, how to act, and what they're to say. He gave them this mission and journey to walk on. And here in verse 11 and 13, they come back and they had accomplished what God had told them to do. Our goal ought to be the exact same way. We are, we are to accomplish the mission that God has set you and I on. This journey that you and I on, God has given us, equipped us, and put us in this journey. He says, I want you to go out and accomplish this mission that I have put you on. We have to accomplish the task that has been set before us. There's a great danger that we should be aware of that we don't go through life and get so wrapped up, so busy in this world, in the things of this world. We need to be careful of that. And we get so wrapped up in the things of this world, the business, that world, we'll forget the mandate that God has given us that we are on a journey, we are on a mission tonight. His plan is greater than any earthly plan that you could possibly come up with. And I, I got to looking at these things. And I said, well, how did they accomplish the mission that Christ gave them? How was they able to do everything that God gave them? All the things that God, uh, uh, Christ gave them to do, they, they accomplished it, everything. So what, what is the requirements that we need in our life tonight to accomplish the mission that Christ has put us on on this journey that we're on? And can I say this? We're all on a journey tonight. We're just not walking through this world doing what we like to do or doing what we can do. We're, we're on a journey. You and I are on a journey. As a saved, born-again believer, you are put on a journey. I didn't put you on a journey. You didn't put yourself on a journey, but Christ put you on this journey that we're on tonight. So how in the world did they accomplish what they had done that we can accomplish? What, 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 what do we see in these verses that we need to apply to our lives and on the road that we're in the journey that we're on. First of all, I see it requires unity. Verse 7, he called unto him the twelve and began to send them out forth two by two. First thing is it requires is unity. 
They didn't go out by themselves. Nobody was the lone ranger. Uh, nobody set out to have their own ministry alone. Jesus is sending them out, and he's not sending them out all alone, but he's sending them out with somebody else to help them. Two by two. Now, that what tells me one is going to be a witness and one's going to watch. As was one witnessing, there was one watching. You remember, at this time, even with Christ's day, it was not, uh, not a uh, pretty place to be called a Christian. They were persecuted. They were after. They were sought. Uh, and you had to be a watchful eye at those around. And so somebody had to be watching out when somebody else was witnessing. And can I say this? When we go out, we go out in two by twos. Uh, we like for somebody else to be with us. Uh, we like somebody else to be watching us, uh, watching over us. You know, one be witnessing, one be talking about Christ while the other is watching. I've always done that. I never go out by myself. Christ didn't send them out by themselves. He sent them out two by two. We find that not only is unity, but it requires, uh, we find this requires them to work together. That's a hard thing for Christian people to do today, ain't it? We come together, we got a plan, we want to do this plan, we want to operate this way, but then again you got 50 different ideas on how to accomplish this one task. Can I say the task has been laid before us and he already told us how to accomplish the task. Why do we try to involve our own thoughts into what Christ has already laid out to us? It requires them to work together. They had to be hand in hand. There had to be two voices that cannot be by themselves. You take one that needs to be witnessed, and there also needs to be a voice of someone praying for that person. None of us can serve God within ourselves. We don't have the ability. It takes the power of God. And we need the help of each other. Amen. That, that's why I like to come to church. Because we can fellowship and worship and have a good time. It requires help. We're not alone. There ain't none in here that can get a big old C on their chest. I'm a super Christian. No. We all got problems. We all got things that we go through. We need the help of each other. He sent them out two by two. They, they, they required to work together, but they also required to walk together. Jesus knew serving him at times would be difficult and lonely. Have you ever been lonely in your ministry of working for God? Have you ever been sitting by yourself and say, hey, I'm the only one. I don't know if I'm right. And you would think we'll, like, we'll be like Isaiah says, Lord, I'm the only one left. What are you going to do? If I go there, you ain't going to have nobody else. He said, really, you don't understand what I've got going on. You are to walk together. God could have saved us and not give us a church. But thank God he gave us a church. Thank God we got a place. Now the building is not the church. We're the church. I understand that. But he gave us a place that we can come together and worship and have friendship and have lift up each other. I, I love coming to church. Uh, and I, when I feel down and feel out, uh, I come to church and I'm telling you, I, I feel a lot better leaving than when I came. Uh, I, I know, I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to be truthful and honest. There have been a lot of Wednesday nights in my flesh. I just didn't want to go to church. <laughs> I'm trying to make, I was trying to make an excuse tonight. Not to, 
nose running, all that stuff. But I'm, I'm telling you, it's every one of us go through that. You ain't somebody perfect. We all in the flesh at times. We don't want to be at church. But I found out when I got to church, when God got a hold of me, I feel a lot better going home than when I came to church. Amen. We're here to help each other and lift each other up. Amen. That's why I come to church sometimes just sick. And if you get sick when I come, don't blame me. I got blamed for a lot of other stuff last year. I ain't getting blamed for nothing else this year. I ain't going that way, man. It, it, it requires unity in the church. It requires each and every one of us with the mind of Christ, not your mindset, but God's mindset. And if we all can have the mindset of God, working for God and doing the things of God, you know what? We're going to be in unity, and we can't help it but be in the unity because God is not against himself. So if we start working that way, we're going to have the mindset that we have this unity. We're going to, we'll get the mission accomplished that Christ has put us on. Not only is the mission accomplished and needs unity, but it's a new umption in verse number 7. And he gave them power over unclean spirits. This is given power. The Bible said he gave them power. That tells me they didn't have the power within themselves to begin with. You don't have the power within yourself. You can't even serve. The Bible, Jesus says, you can't do nothing without me. He gave them the power. You can't do nothing. Self-sufficiency is, is, sufficiency is killing the church's day. We think we're doing everything ourselves. We thank God for good things that he has given us in life. We, we do this and we earn this. We, get, we think we're doing all this stuff. Uh, but let me just say this. When it comes to the work of God, there's something that we all desperately need and you can't do it without the presence of God. And that is the power of God. And it doesn't come through your abilities, my abilities, or whatever. It doesn't come through machineries or anything. It comes and is given by God himself. God has to give it. It is a given power. Also, not only is it it's not, it's just a power, given power, but it's a group power. He said he gave them power, them power. He gave all 12 of the disciples the power. He just didn't give Power to one, or power to two. But he gave power to all 12 of them. If you want to walk in the power and the spirit and live in the power and the spirit of God, you can. And it's not just for preachers. It's just not just for Sunday school teachers. It's not just for singers. But it's anybody who wants to walk in the spirit, anybody who wants to walk in the power of God, you can. All you got to do is be willing to ask God and willing to serve God. And that's what they were doing. The problem is we have to empty ourselves before we can receive the power of God. Self has to be gone away with. Can I say the power of God is not a special feeling? It's not a plateau that only some can reach power of God is the ability to do what you cannot do within yourself and God does it for you that's the power of God 
This power is for the reason and it's the power for the service. You, you know, you can pray for, for the power of God. But if you're not willing to serve God, God is not going to give you the power. You've got to be willing to serve God. The power is not to elevate flesh. The, the power is not to make us look good or make we think we're something else. But the power is the ability to serve him to accomplish the task that God has given us to walk in this life. Any one of us, even the young, young people, the old people, any one of us sitting here can have the power of God if you're willing to serve God. Ask God, Lord, fill me with your power. God will fill it. And if you're willing to walk with God and willing to serve God and, and not with things of this world, God will fill you with His Spirit. And we need the power of God to accomplish the mission that we've been placed on in this world today. We cannot do it within ourselves. I don't have the ability. You don't have the ability. We need the power of God to accomplish the task that's been set for us. To accomplish the mission God has given us it requires unity. It requires umption. It also requires untying. What do you mean untying? Well, look at verse 8 and 9. And, and he commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey, save a staff only, no script, no bread, no money in their purse, but be shod with sandals and not put on two coats. A script is nothing but a bag. They couldn't even take a bag with them. They couldn't take no bread. They couldn't take no money. They couldn't even take two coats. Why is that Jesus is untying them from earthly things? If you're going to serve me, you're going to have to learn to do it without the things of this world, the material things of this world. Uh, you can't serve me and this world together. You cannot serve me and have the material wealth of this world. You can't do it. Jesus is saying, I'm going to untie you from thinking about the things of this world. When you have the things of this world, we start to lean and trust on the things of this world and not God. He's What he's done, he says, I'm going to cut you loose. You're not going to take anything with you. You can't have anything with you. And you're going to lean to learn to lean on me, walk in faith, talk in faith, live in faith. That's the only way you're going to be able to make it. What happened to us? What has happened to us? We're all leaning towards earthly things. Amen. I'm just saying. You got a job, good paying job, you're going to lean to it. You got this going on, that going on, you're going to lean to it. Jesus said, I, I had to untie my disciples from the things of this world in order to get them to do what I need them to accomplish. He's telling you and I the same thing. Now, he's not telling you to go home and sell everything you got. And, and be, no, that's not what he's telling. What he's saying is, don't let your things control you, but you control your things. Because I, I know people that ain't got, got, ain't got a whole lot, but that whole lot has got them where they want them at. And I know some people that has got a whole lot, but they, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter to them. It doesn't matter. Don't let your things control you because you'll start leaning and trusting on those things instead of Christ. God, God wants us to learn to lean and trust on Him no matter what you're going through. Amen. Even on a mountaintop, God still wants you to lean and trust on Him. It's easy in the valley because, hey, in that valley, I'm down and out. I need some leaning on. But on that mountaintop, God said, don't get up there and just say, hey, forget about me. 
So he's telling the disciples, you know what? I've got to untie you from all this earthly possessions and the things of the world. You've got to go out. Notice the personal. He said, to take nothing on your journey. It is in his power. They are his disciple, but it's their journey. God has put us all on a journey. My journey is not your journey, and your journey is not my journey. It is a personal journey. It's a personal walk. But I, I, I think about the times I can look back and see it in areas where I could have proved I could have approved them. And, and I, I look back just last year, this past year, and I, I don't do New Year's resolutions because they don't mean anything. By the end of the month, I don't really care about them anyway. But I can look back and see there's times in my life I could have improved on serving God, Amen. walking closer with God. Amen. And I think all of us should be able to look back and say, well, I failed God there and I failed God there. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Maybe it's something we all need to come say, Lord, uh, I, I, I want to improve on serving you. I, I want my walk to be closer to you. I want to walk closer in faith. I want to walk closer in the power of God. I want to walk closer in the spirit of God. I, I need to improve in these areas in my life. I think all of us can look back and say that. No matter who we are, we can say that. We ain't, we're not perfect. We make mistakes. We do. It's a personal walk. It's a personal walk. It's a peculiar journey. Jesus asking them to leave everything behind. Do not take anything with you. Sometimes it might surprise you what God tells you to leave behind. What God tells you to cut loose. I, I, know, I know some people says, well, I've got some great friends. They don't go to church, but I, I just can't cut them loose because they're good friends to mine. You know, sometimes God says you're going to have to cut those friends loose. You got to let them go. Because yes, you know, sooner or later, they're going to drag you down. Because they don't want to hear you witnessing. They don't want to hear you telling about Christ. Amen. And it don't take long for us to be quiet when we're around them. And in fact, I'll probably say most of them don't know you're a Christian to begin with anyway. I'm just saying that. But it, it's a peculiar. He says, Leave everything behind, and you'll be surprised what Christ tells you. You need to start leaving behind or get it cut out of your life in order to serve Him and walk with Him closer. Amen. And, and that's, our, that's our whole objective is to get closer to God. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I hope 2022 I'm going to get as close as I possibly can because it just might be the last year we're on this planet. Yes, and if that's the case, I want to get as close as I possibly can. You don't know what tomorrow holds. I only know who holds tomorrow, though. And if he's got it in his hands, and I'm in his hands, I ain't going to worry about it. I, I get so tired of watching the news, I just get frustrated to turn it off, and I don't watch it no more because I get messed up in the head listening to these people tell me, you can't do this, this, that, that. I'm tired of that. You don't know my God. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Amen. If the, if the world knew about Jesus, let me just say this. If the world knew Jesus like we know Jesus, we wouldn't have a problem today. There wouldn't be no virus. <laughs> let me tell you about my Jesus. It's a peculiar, peculiar journey. It's a pilgrim journey. There is no journey like this journey that you're on serving God. 
There ain't no other walk. There's no other journey. I've been around this world a couple of times. I've been through some things, but it ain't no journey like being serving God. Walking with God. Let me tell you what. I, I'm telling you, I've been sitting in bullets and all these things, and there still ain't a journey like serving God, walking with God, talking to God. And when I feel bad, I feel the arms of God around me. When I'm going through a pains and hurts and things, I feel the embrace of God. I can feel the breath of God on the back of my neck. I know He's real. I know He's there because He's in my heart. There ain't no journey like this journey. Requires unity, requires umption, it requires untying. Can I say it also requires understanding? Verse 10 and 11. And Jesus tells him in verse 10 that you're going to be received by some. In what place soever you enter into the house, there abide until you depart from that place. There are going to be those that will let you come in, sit with them, and be a friend of you they're going to receive you and they're going to receive the word that you have to give them there are going to be those who are like that we see that today there are those that want to hear they'll receive you then he said you're going to be rejected by some verse 11 and whosoever shall not receive you nor hear you well I love that they're, they're still going on today there's people that don't want to hear you <laughs> We pulled out tracks and gave it to people. And they look at it and says, I don't want this and throw it back at you. Yeah. We'll I, said, I told a guy, I'll pray for you. I don't want your prayers. I don't need your prayers. I said, look, I need prayers. If I need prayers, you need prayers. I don't want your prayers. I don't want nothing you got. I don't want anything about your God. I don't care about it. I'm my own person. They don't want to hear. They don't want to hear. And when you depart thence, Shake off the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. You know, sometimes that's what we're going to have to do. Sometimes you're just going to have to kick the dust off your shoes and keep going on. Keep moving forward to God. Don't get so caught up with somebody arguing about why, why, why do you do this? Why? The, don't get caught up arguing. If they don't want to hear you, if they don't want to receive you, do what Jesus said. Knock the dust off your shoes and keep going forward. Don't look back. Don't hold. Don't let them stop you. Now, I ain't saying don't pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. But don't let them hinder you with your mission that God has got you on, that God has placed you on. He's put you in this path that you need to get on. And don't let somebody sidetrack you. I've seen people sit and argue about the Bible when somebody was trying to witness to them. And they would, they would argue about them. They would get over and I said, what did you learn from that? Well, he knows just as much Bible as I did. You're right. He knew just as much Bible as you did, and you lost the argument. Yeah. What do you mean? I said, he walked off. He's still not saved. You need to be careful. You need to be careful. There are those that will receive the message you got, and there are those who won't receive the message that you got. They won't do it. I've heard this story, and you've probably heard the story too. I've heard all kinds of excuses. I got out of church because somebody hurt me. Amen. If everybody's done you wrong, there's one that hasn't done you wrong. Yes, sir. Amen. That ought to just keep you 
going for God. He hasn't done you wrong. And can I say this? If you're going to work for God and serve God, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> you're going to get hurt. I'm just, I'm just telling you out there, it's going to get hurt. I've been hurt. You've been hurt. And, and, and may I say, you've probably hurt some people too, and I've probably hurt some people too. There's no doubt about it. Why? Because we're in the flesh. And if you know you hurt somebody, you ought to go and ask them to forgive you. But don't dwell on those things. You're going to get hurt. If I, if I was, stayed out of church every time I get hurt, or every time I get mad at people like y'all, I wouldn't be in church. <laughs> Just wouldn't do it. But you've got to get over self. You've got to get over flesh. And God in the spirit, God ain't going to let you. God is not going to let you. Serving God takes his power. It takes the right attitude. Jesus is telling if you're going to go out on this journey, you need to go with the right attitude. And I'm telling you, if we're going to serve God in 2022, you're going to have to keep the right attitude. We struggle with it. They never spoke to me. They look like they're mad at me. I wonder what the, you know, I, I wonder what, I love that. I wonder what they're thinking about me. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to analyze what everybody's doing. Get over yourself. Get over yourself. It requires unity, it requires umption, it requires untying, it requires uh, uh, understanding. It also requires an undertaking. Verse number 12, 11 and 12. You see the movement, they went out. They went out. You know if you serve God, you're going to have to put some shoe leather on. You're going to have to knock doors. You're going to have to tell people. It is, if we come to church to worship. Amen? We come to church to worship. We didn't come to church to serve. You start serving when you go out those doors. That's the mission field. And what you get in here, you get the strength and upbuilding the strength. That's what takes you out to the mission field to be a uh, walk for God and serve God. See what happens when they've done everything. They completed their task. They completed their mission. They got everything done. And they went out and preached that men should repent. Now that, that message still preaches today. It still preaches that men should, and we should, men should repent. We should repent. He, they printed. And they cast out many devils anointing with oil and that were sick and healed them. It's in the Bible that we should anoint with oil, lay hands on them that are sick. I don't understand why people don't want to do that. God said do it. God said do it. Our mission has been given to us by Christ. We're to go out in this world and preach the gospel. Tell men about Jesus. Get men to repent and receive Jesus Christ. That's, the, that's our mission. Have we accomplished our mission?
That's the question. Have we accomplished the task that's been set before us? That's something you have to ask yourself. I, I, I asked myself and I didn't like my answer. So I asked myself again, still didn't like my answer. But we need to get on the job. In order to accomplish what Christ has given us, we've got to get on it. And I believe if we get unified, we have the option, we have the understanding, and we untie ourselves from the things of this world, then I believe we can step forth and be a witness in this world like Christ wants us to be. Can you imagine these 12 going out, never had the power to do anything, couldn't do anything within themselves, and Christ gives them power over unclean spirits. And here they are. They're just going to town. They're kicking out the devils everywhere they go. Healing people everywhere they go. Woo! I'd have been like them. I come back. Boy, we're kicking out the devil's name in your name. We can, we let me say this. Yeah. But rejoice that your name is written in heaven. Don't rejoice that you have power and control over the devils. Rejoice that your name is written in heaven. And that's where they said the people repented. To accomplish the mission. Every one of us sitting here can accomplish the mission. We can be filled with the Spirit of God if you're willing to ask God to fill me. I don't know about you, but I want to be filled with the Spirit of God. I, I, want to, <laughs> I was at a restaurant one time and going through the line of fast buffet thing. The lady said, you're a preacher. I said, yeah, how do you know? She said, I can just tell. I can just tell. I said, I'm sorry about that. She said, no. I said, but I want the power of God on me that people know that I've been in the presence of God. Yes, sir. I want people to know that I, I've been in a place that they want to be in, too. We can only show it if we're with the mission. It's a mission.